Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who was one of the biggest advocates of me getting my new MacBook yesterday, Brandon Siegel. Yes, it is a glorious day. Now, for the viewers at home who have never uh, seen uh, Trevor's old laptop, how would you, in one word, how would you describe it? Old. Old. Slow. Slow. Well, this isn't one word, but the battery's horrible. Uh, Garbage would be in there, (laughs) I think, for sure. Um, So now we got you a nice new laptop. Yes, I'm very um, excited about it. And it's awesome. We got a nice little rose gold action in there, MacBook Air. Oh, yep. it's looking nice. It's yeah. a very nice device. I'm um, excited about it. Oh, it's, a, it's great. We were setting it up earlier and uh, taking a little giddy in the bougie life, right? I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that on myself. Or, <laughs> all right, so why don't you give us the rundown for today's <clears throat> episode, Trevor? All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about Z- uh, Zion to Jordan. Uh, Woo! Tim Duncan. Hired as an assistant coach for the Spurs. Uh, the FIBA depleted roster. A lot of NBA superstars not wanting to play in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, Steve Kerr criticized the AD trade. And then we got small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And then for our main topic, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Russ CB3 trade because we haven't really in depth uh, yet. And then we're going to get into some of our you know predictions about this upcoming NBA season. Uh, so a lot of good stuff coming up. The NBA, the main topic is going to be an NBA, NBA potpourri. Similar, we've had a potpourri before on this Love show. Love that word. It's such a great word, potpourri. I, I disagree. It's also like, think about this. If you say potpourri in a conversation, what percentage of people do you think know what potpourri means? Like 20%. So you immediately seem smarter by saying the word potpourri. So that is that is my thinking. Leave in the comments below if you agree, but that's that's just me. Uh, moving forward to our first topic of the day, small talk, Zion Williamson doing a, if I could say so myself, a very big baller move, signing to Jordan Brand for seven years, $75 million, uh, one of the most lucrative deals ever for a rookie. Uh, to say the least, I'm pretty happy about this. I was very nervous he's going to go to another brand. As we know in this show, we are big fans of Nike mm-hmm. um, and Jordan being a subsidiary of Nike. This is really a great thing all around. Um, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the court. Like how I, I'm interested to see how soon he gets a, a signature sneaker. I don't think it's gonna be soon, soon. But I think a couple of years we, we might see one, especially if he like really balls out this year. I could see a little Donovan Mitchell action where he gets a shoe right off the bat one year out. So overall, this makes me so excited. He's with Nike for the next seven years. Well, I guess Jordan, if you want to be like that, but it's Nike really. Uh, so what are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I really thought he was going to Adidas. I really did, and this just makes me so so happy. Yeah, I mean, I was happy to see him go to Nike as well. I did think he was going to go to Nike. Obviously, he went to Jordan, so I, I didn't necessarily think that, but it's still part of Nike, so a very good thing. Um, this was one of the biggest uh, guaranteed contracts Nike's handed out. I think other than, like, MJ, LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Ronaldo, those are some of the only uh, athletes that have had bigger contracts from Nike. So very large contract for Zion, and uh, I'm happy to see that he got it because he deserves it. He does deserve it. And uh, Darren Ravel, who's been known to be a little spotty, but overall very, very good source, uh, said that he did have bigger offers on the table. So, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting you know, thing, but I, I'm happy he went in the direction he did. Uh, moving forward, Tim Duncan was hired as an assistant coach with Greg Popovich on the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Kevin, or, I just called you Kevin. Trevor, what are your thoughts? I don't even know. What Kevin am I talking about? I don't know. Kevin Maybe Durant. Kevin Durant. I don't know. Is sure. Kevin Durant? Do we, is he's, Kevin Durant a special guest today on this podcast? Mind. 
Oh, a special guest. That would be nice. That would be very, yeah. very nice. Kevin, come on out. <laughs> no Kevin Durant in the studio today. <laughs> uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on uh, Timmy D coming back uh, and being an assistant coach? Um, this is great. I mean, he was already kind of helping out around with the organization. And Popovich said in a statement, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said it's only fitting after he served for 19 years um, with the Spurs organization as a player that now he's um, giving him an opportunity to be a coach with the team. So I think this is great. Obviously, Tim Duncan's going to be a great uh, addition to the organization, helping out with probably young big men and just the team overall. So this is great that Popovich did this. Mm -hmm. Why would you not want Tim Duncan as an assistant coach? If a guy plays 19 years in the NBA, I feel like he has a couple things or, you know, a thing or two that he could explain to the young guys on the team that could help them out. And who would not want to learn from a legend like that? That's why I don't understand why every single player doesn't want to play under LeBron, considering he's the greatest player of all time, uh, the greatest basketball coach of all time, the greatest general manager of all time, the greatest person of all time. So if it was me, in all seriousness... <clears throat> Tim Duncan, fantastic hire. I think he's going to be just such a great uh, assistant coach and a good mentor for the young guys on the team. Um, but moving forward, the uh, FIBA World Cup team for the U.S., we've, we have some issues. And I, something needs to be addressed, I think. What, why is there such an issue with these players not playing on the USA team? Like, Why are the top guys not playing? Also, wait, just a quick thing. Zion Williamson pulled out. Why is Zion Williamson pulling out? Why was it even a question... <laughs> In my opinion, no matter how good he becomes, why he hasn't played a game in the NBA. Why are we allowing him to play on the, the USA national team? He hasn't played a game. Well, what's happening with this? Yeah. Help me. Help me understand, I, Trevor. I don't know. It's insane. But um, I was listening to CJ McCollum's podcast the other day, and I thought his take on this was very interesting because he obviously was one of the players that pulled out. And he was talking about how you know, the NBA is like his, his main income comes from the Portland Trailblazers. That's where he gets his main income from. And his main goal is to win an NBA championship. Like, that's the big thing. The big thing is not the World Cup. Now, he said that in other opportunities, potentially he would consider it. But right now, he felt that it, it wasn't really the right time. He really wanted to focus on the upcoming season. And he really wants to pursue um, going after an NBA championship. Also, he noted that as far as, like, recovery goes and, and rest, um, there's more time in the offseason to work on, like, skills, work on your skills, really um, enhance different skills and things you're able to do. Whereas if you're competing in the World Cup, you have to get back in shape immediately, back in game shape immediately, um, and you really don't have as much time to work on skills. So I think that was a new perspective that I um, didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily as aware of, so I thought that was really good to hear from him. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me, honestly. I, here's my question. So we look at like the supposed roster after the pullouts. Who's the best player on this team? Who do you think? Probably um, Kemba Walker, I would say. Like, that's crazy. Is Kemba Walker, do you think he is a top 15 player in the NBA? He's like, I don't know if he's top 15. He's like at least top 25, but I'm not sure if he's top 15. No. Like, that's crazy. Why do we not have the best guys going on? It just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I feel like playing for your country, maybe not in necessarily the FIBA World Cup, but <clears> like <throat> in the Olympics should be such a big thing. And it's just not as big of a deal as, I mean, we would think it is. Yeah. Um... But overall, I mean, we wish the boys luck uh, the beginning, or at the end of August. We will definitely keep you guys covered on that. Uh, and that's when we get back to school. So uh, mm -hmm. it's actually in a little bit. It's in a month or a month and a half, month and a week or something like that. Yep. Um, but, you know, we'll wait to see how they do then. Uh, but moving on, Steve Kerr had some interesting comments to say about 
Anthony, the demand for Anthony Davis's trade. And I actually like what he was explaining. He was saying how it was kind of bad for the league for players to do this. And I agree. And let, let, let me explain here. In the NFL, we see the players, they don't have enough power. The owners have so much power. The coaches have so much power in the NFL. Where so much so where a lot of the guys are underpaid, in my opinion. There's a lot of really good guys in the NBA or in the NFL getting paid less than five million a year. In the NBA, the players have so much power, like an insane amount. So much so we see stuff like Anthony Davis uh, and Kawhi Leonard, where Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he had an injury before he left for the Raptors or got traded to the Raptors, but he sat the whole year. He just sat. He didn't play. Uh, you saw the same thing with Anthony Davis where, you know, he just got demanded a trade and he, he didn't play the whole the whole year. He played some of the year. It seemed like he did play. In my opinion, um, if in Kendrick Perkins, uh, we watched a video before the podcast, Kendrick Perkins was saying this. If you put the pen to paper, you should play out your contract. You should. I see nothing wrong in demanding a trade, but once you demand a trade, don't just quit. Like, uh, it's crazy that the players have this much power in the NBA where they're just like, I'm not going to play until you do something with me. Uh, and we see Anthony Davis, as much as I love Rich Paul, and I love Anthony Davis's agent, Rich Paul. I've even applied to a job there. But, I mean, he just, Rich Paul just said, there's no way he's playing for the Celtics. He has to go to the Lakers. There's no way. That's crazy that they have that much power. Like, don't, don't you agree, Trevor? That, I mean, that's just an yeah. insane thought to have that these players have so much power where they can do whatever they want, really. Obviously, they can't, you know, you don't see guys like Marcus Smart getting $50 million a year. But... Point is, is that these guys have a lot of power in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I think we mostly agree on this. I think the thing, and I'm not 100% sure what Steve Kerr actually meant by this, because there were some people that were criticizing Steve Kerr and saying that, well, Kevin Durant just came to the Warriors, but I think that was a different situation. I think Steve Kerr, um, the main problem he probably has, I, I think, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to put more words in his mouth, I think the main problem here is that Anthony Davis didn't even play when he was fully healthy. Right. Um, and Kawhi Leonard, I believe, did the same thing. It's I, I believe I believe he was fully healthy. And so I think when you're fully healthy, um, you're getting paid to go out there and play. So I think you should play when you're fully healthy. Mm-hmm. As far as forcing trades, um, it's kind of tough. A lot of, a lot of players have done this. I think if you want out, ultimately, um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But as you were mentioning before about how Rich Paul says he won't go to the Celtics, I think that's kind of uncalled for. I think that's, like, next level. Mm-hmm. Like, And good. then uh, just kind of a continuation on this topic a little bit and kind of guys signing with teams. Uh, the NBA was actually investigating because, uh, I mean, I know this happens every year, but so many guys right when it hit 6 o'clock, I think, was the time uh, on the Sunday of free agency. Right. right when it hit, so many guys signed. And obviously that happens every year, but th- that's a little bit of an issue because they're not really supposed to talk uh, before that point. Yeah. So... Uh, the NBA does have to kind of tweak these things up about transactions uh, with players uh, moving forward uh, in the NBA's history. Yes. Um, but moving on to small talk trivia to wrap up <clears throat> small talk. Um, the score right now is seven to six. Uh, I'm back on top. Right. Why don't you for now? For now. For now. So who's winning, Trevor? Why don't you tell me who's winning right now? Um. In two weeks' time, I will be winning. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh. So I think. Last week, you started with the question, so I will go uh, this week. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But I will start off for today. So I'm gonna, it's going to be a multiple-choice question, and this is about uh, NBA history and records in the NBA. What team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? And here are your four possible choices. The Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, Los Angeles Lakers, and Chicago Bulls. Okay. 
So oh. the, what team owns the longest winning streak in the NBA history? Is it just regular season or is it just in general? It doesn't really say. Um, the question does not say. Okay. I th- I'm going to I think it's probably regular season, but I'm not too sure. Um, but the longest win streak in NBA history. So the choices, you said Lakers, Bulls, Warriors, and Heat, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So I know the Heat had a good win streak back in the Big Three era. Um, the Warriors have had one recently. Um, I don't really remember one with the Lakers that was huge. Uh, I I want to just go with my first instinct, honestly. Even though I that could be wrong, but I think I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Your final answer is incorrect today. Oh, okay. The Los Angeles Lakers won 33 straight games in the 1971-1972 season, okay. the most in NBA history. Okay. So, maybe not two weeks' time, but we'll see, we'll gotcha. see, we'll see what happens yeah, with my question eventually. here. Eventually. It's coming. Probably not. Probably won't happen. <laughs> but, what is your question for Small Talk Trivia today? All right. So, um, in recent history in the NFL, we've seen, like with our Super Bowl winners, it's often a one or a two seed. Mm-hmm. I believe in the past, well, I'm not going to tell you how many years, but it's happened a lot in the recent history of the NFL yeah. where it's been a one or a two seed. Okay. Can you tell me the last Super Bowl winner who was not a one or a two seed? Hmm. Okay. Well, I know I know for a fact the last six seed was in, I believe, 2010. Around that. It's either 2009, 2010, or 2010, 2011. I think the last non-six seed... I think you tried uh, pulling one over on me here. Did you? I don't know, did I? I, I think you might have. I think the last one or two seed was one of the greatest days of my life on February 3rd, 2013. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Who's the team? I think it's the uh, Baltimore Ravens who are a four seed that year. That is correct. Oh, he tried. It is the Baltimore Everyone Ravens. Everyone saw it. He tried. You really tried to pull one over on me. Uh, That's the know. greatest day of my life. My key change is that Super life. Bowl. Being the 49ers on February 3rd. What about the 2000 Super Bowl? Or the, I was young like, the, against the Giants. What was that, 34-7, to yeah. seven, I think was the score that game. Yeah, That's one of the best defensive I mean, both those teams are one of the best defensive teams of all time. Right. Um, both had the greatest defensive player of all time, best middle linebacker of all time. Um, I don't know about all that. Yeah, that, that's all true, and that's that is an undisputed fact I'm here. Biased. I don't think Say. that's biased, but I saw what you did there, and I uh, I got it correct. So the score is now eight to six. It's all right. Uh, not too surprising in my book, my personal opinion. Uh, you were winning for like a week there, but it didn't last <clears> too <throat> long. I think I've been up like five or six weeks, but it's cool. Moving forward to randomly ranked, I think we got a good one for you guys today. Um, we are gonna do. I think we do. Are we doing favorite or best? Uh, I was thinking favorite. All right, we'll do top three favorite animals. Now, this kind of is a reminiscent of, like, our childhoods, I feel like. Because, like, I feel like when I was really, really young, I loved animals. Yeah, like, when you're really young, you like animals. Like, well, yeah. I still love animals, but, like, yeah. not as much as I did when I yeah, was younger. you don't think about it But, uh, so I did the first question, so why don't you go first with randomly ranked today? Okay, so uh, with my top three animals, I'm going to start off number three is a penguin. Ooh. I like penguins a lot. I think they're very cool. Sound animal. Um... So yeah, that's that's all. Penguins are great. Number two, I'm gonna go with a tiger. Uh, I think tigers, just the way they they look, I think is very cool. Um, and I I just think they're great animals, honestly. So tigers number two, and number one, uh, not surprising. I think this is a lot of people's opinion is a dog. Mm-hmm. Dogs are number one for me. 
Um, they're great pets, obviously. Many people probably agree with me because dogs are very popular. Great companions. So that's What's your favorite type of dog? Three. Do you have a favorite type of dog? Um, I really, I like golden retrievers a lot. Mm-hmm. I like uh, huskies. I like huskies a lot. Or so. just all doggos the best? Um, there's a lot of great doggos. Yeah. A lot of great doggos. Yeah. Uh, moving on. So my top three animals. Number three are dolphins. I actually had the honor of swimming with dolphins one time. That was an excellent experience. And also dolphins are like super smart. Yes. I believe. I think that's, that's what I've read that's on. what people say. Yeah, it's, what, it's, it's the uh, rumor. Uh, but yeah, so do- dolphins are really, really smart. I mean, who doesn't like dolphins? They're just a majestic animal. I have number two as dogs. Uh, I, I love dogs. I sadly have never owned one. I don't know if I'd want to necessarily own one, but I love, like, especially, like, being at college, for people who are not in college, being on a college campus and seeing a dog is one of the greatest things ever. Because mm-hmm. most people aren't allowed to have animals in their apartments, homes, or dorm rooms. Um, but when you see a dog on campus, that's like a beeline right to the dog, always. Uh, and number one animal, I have elephants. Elephants are the greatest animals ever. I truly believe that. They're majestic, beautiful animals. They're very kind, very intelligent. Um... And just overall, uh, a great animal, uh, in my opinion. Uh, moving on to our main topic, NBA potpourri. The word of the day. Okay. Isn't it the word of the day, potpourri? Not my word of the day, maybe it's, yours. It, it's the word of the day. Um, and no to start off, either. we will talk about the Russ and CP3 trade. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of skipped it over last week. Um, but I, I feel like this was groundbreaking, but to an extent. Because once Paul George left, which was the really big thing, this kind of just led one thing led to another. I mean, you're not only winning with Russell Westbrook in the league. I think you need a lot more to win with Russell Westbrook in the league. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, So I'm going to just read off the trade here. Here's what I have. The Rockets are sending Chris Paul two protected first-round picks in 2024 and 2026. Uh, They're both protected picks one through four. And two pick swaps in 2021 and 2025 to the Thunder. Um, So what are your thoughts on this trade? Um, so this trade, I think, it, just like a lot of the other trades we've seen recently, just feels like video game-ish to me. It's really insane where we've gone with the league, and I personally like it. A lot of people, There's other people that criticize these type of trades, say, oh, now it's just video games and people can go to whatever team they want and they're going to different teams every year, but I really like it. Um, it contributed to how I think this year we're going to get a lot of parity in the league, which I really enjoy. And I think Russell Westbrook and Harden reuniting is going to be really fun to watch. Um, two very bold, they're very ball dominant players, but they're also very uh, f- players that are fun to watch. So I think it'll be really fun to watch the Rockets. And I think it was a really good move by the Thunder, who now have started to rebuild. And I think they're going to be looking to try to get off the Chris Paul contract. How successful they will be at that, I don't know. Um. So I have a little bit of a different idea about this trade. One of the teams got a really good trade in my mind, and one of them did not get as good of a trade. Okay. I think the Thunder got a pretty good trade. Mm-hmm. Pretty good trade. Now, that's contingent on them getting rid of Chris Paul in some way. Whether it's a buyout. As, if they don't have the, his salary next year, it's a good trade. Yes. If they have his salary for the next... Two years or however, what, what is it? Three more years or two more? I think it's three uh, more, including this coming not year. Not sure. I'm pretty sure it's three more, um, including this year. Um, and at age, I think he's 34 now. Yes, he's 34. Right. Um, obviously, that's not a good contract. No one has. Everyone has known this hasn't been the best contract for yeah. a while. Um, I think the Rockets got a terrible trade. They gave up 
so many picks they didn't need to give up to get two players who are super ball dominant, super selfish players who are both not fantastic all-star. Well, James Harden and is. I don't think Russell Westbrook is like a top five player in the league. They, this is not going to put him over the top to win a championship. I mean, do you agree? Don't you think that these two guys are not winning him a championship? I don't think so. So, in my mind, you did this. I mean, you you have James Harden. He's thirty, okay, and you have uh, Russ, who's almost thirty. And you have Russ, who's thirty. So you have three more years of these guys, and none of those years they're winning a championship. They're not going to. I mean, you have Paul George and Kawhi together for two more years, okay. You have Brooklyn, who's going to have those the Kyrie. I mean, let's say Brooklyn. Like, how many duos do you think in the NBA right now are better than Russ and Harden? Well, yeah, LeBron in the 80s are definitely One, better. Paul George, Kawhi uh, Leonard. Pr- yes. No, not probably. Yes. They are. Uh, Kevin it's, Durant it's and Kyrie close, Irving. They're better. Better. Yes. Um, yes, they are. Steph Curry and whoever will eh, be better. I don't know about that one. I mean, okay. well, they do fit well together, Stephen. That's Clay. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I don't know. It's individually it's close. we can de- we can debate. It's close. So at least three who are better, who have longevity, and it's not like those guys' contracts are up this coming year. They have longevity. So in my mind, you did this move to win a championship, but you're not going to. I feel like the Thunder just had the right idea. The second they saw the ship about to sink, they sunk it and went to a different ship. So, in my opinion. I do not believe that the Rockets are getting what they want out of this. I think they're just going to get heavy contracts and not be able to rebuild for two to three years after these guys leave. You know, it's, it's going to be another six, seven, maybe even eight years before we see the Rockets. Obviously, they're going to be competitors. I think they'll compete. They'll be in the playoffs. But Russ has had guys on his teams and hasn't been able to finish. James Harden is not the best player he's played with. I mean, I would debate that Paul George and Kevin Durant are more complimentary to him than James Harden. That's because they're so both ball-dominant. You know, can, can one of those guys take a more reserved role, in your opinion? Um, I don't think they will really... I don't think either of them will. I think it'll just be maybe more of like a your-turn-my-turn turn type of thing. Um, I mean, they did have success in the Thunder, I think, just... But with all the competition in the West, it's going to be really tough. What seed do you think they line. come out in? I think they'll be like three through five, so, I would say. I mean, that's, that's crazy that you're paying two guys $80 million a year... For a three through five seed, that's yeah. that's almost all your cap. So in my mind, it, this is isn't a winning trade, and at the moment, right now, at this moment, I don't think it's quite a winning trade. For like, they're definitely better off the Thunder, but once they get rid of Paul, I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be in such a good position with all these loaded up picks um, from Paul George, Paul George's trade. Um, I think let's see if I have it up here. Um, from the, yeah, from these trades in 2020, they have two first rounders, 2021, two, 2022, they have two, 23, they have two, 24, they have three, 25, they have one and 26, 2026, they have three more. So they, they have set themselves up to be really good in three years, four years, like really good. And we'll have this young talent that they can maybe bring one more all-star around and they can really be a true competitor better than a three through five seed. Mm-hmm. So the longevity of this trade, I don't enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really disagree with you here as much as I would like to because I'm a big Russ fan. Um, but this isn't really the greatest trade for the Rockets. But I do feel like they had to do it um, because they're out to win now. And Daryl Morey, there's rumors about him potentially being fired in a few years if they don't win a championship. 
in a few years. Well, he'll be fired. So I think that <laughs> they have to. They they I feel or I feel like they had to do this, even though they gave up their picks, um, or Daryl had to do it because I think he's going to be fired. Um, now the competition in the West is really what I it's going to come down to. I mean, they're probably like a third through five seed, like I said before. The the Clippers and Lakers definitely both have more talent. And then for the Thunder, I think the Thunder had a really good deal. Even if they don't get rid of Chris Paul's contract necessarily, I still think they definitely got the better end of the deal. So the Thunder, to get back into rebuilding mode, it was clear that they weren't going to win with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I think it's great for the Thunder. And fortunately, this isn't the greatest thing for the Rockets. I Another thing about this contract is, I mean, this put their odds as the fourth best in the NBA. So you have one year of being the fourth best, then Kevin Durant comes back, and Klay Thompson comes back. So you go down to at least... Fifth to sixth after this year. And then another thing is, obviously Russ is better than Chris Paul, but how much mm-hmm. better do you think he is than Chris Paul? Especially well, on the Rockets, how much better do you think? Um, I mean, I think, well, personally, I think that you were starting to see signs of Chris Paul declining. You, you are. So yeah. next year, for sure, I think Russ is easily the better player because I think Chris Paul's declining. That's I, my I see no debate though. about him being the best player or the better player. Yeah. I'm saying d- even for the, the amount they gave up, they gave up all these first yeah. rounders. They gave up you know? almost no salary to get how much a better player to, and how much better are their to. chances to win. I, they're better, but I mean, uh, when the Clippers are getting better and the Lakers are getting better, that's what's going to make it tough. If, I if think the NBA they stayed improve. the same, and they, let's say that the Clippers didn't do what they do and Anthony Davis didn't necessarily go to the Lakers, it's a big what if, but let's say the West kind of stayed the same though it was last year, and you put Russ on this team last year instead of Chris Paul, this is a different story. I think you could win out and you could potentially Maybe. compete for a championship in this year. Like, yeah. definitely, especially with the Warriors being as hurt as they were. If they were the hurt, yes. Yes. So I'm saying you take last year, put Russ instead of Chris Paul. This is they a different story, and I would be arguing a different thing. I think it's the fact that they got marginally better versus everyone else in the West getting maybe a little bit better than marginally better with, you know, obviously the Clippers got a lot better. The Lakers got a lot better than Anthony Davis. So I'm, that's my concern with this. Yep. But moving on, um, our next topic here, we're going to go through some tiers of the uh, NBA teams. Um, so do you want to start at the top or you want to start at the bottom? What do you think? Um, I'm going to start at the top. Okay. So the top teams, these <clears throat> are the favorites. So I think we're we doing one or two teams. What, how many teams do you want to do? Um, why, why I want to get like both of our opinions on who we think is the favorite. Okay, like, okay. we'll just do one then. So one yeah. team. I, I, in my opinion, is a pretty close. Yeah, I, I think it's we'll, close. We'll, it's close, but I think we'll easily have the best. Well, I think we'll come up with the same team, but yeah. go ahead. You can, you can go first. Okay, so my favorite is the Clippers. I think that with Kawhi added to that uh, team on the Clippers and Paul George that was already an eight seed that already pushed the Warriors to six games, I think they are, on paper, the best team, and I think they should definitely be the favorite to win the championship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the Clippers are really good off. I think the Lakers definitely have a good argument you know there's some other teams that maybe you can give an argument like the bucks sixers but i think it's the clippers what do you think brendan uh i also agree it's the clippers but i think this is close uh the bucks to me are not number two i would put them at number three uh behind the lakers i'm interested to see how lebron gels with his new team if they gel correctly and they do all the right stuff um and they're at the best of their ability i think they're they have in my opinion i think they have more of a ceiling just because it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. And obviously Kawhi and Paul George are great. And they have so many good pieces around them on the Clippers. I think right now you see the Clippers as the better team, but I think that Lakers have the potential to be better, especially in the playoffs. So yeah. for me right now, it's the Clippers. I would put them as my number one top team. And I would I would say more likely than not that they will probably be 
winning. Uh, moving on to our contenders. Uh, so why, why don't we do... How many contenders would you like to put out there? So... Me personally, I have eight. You can, you can do however many. Trevor has the whole NBA as no, a contender. No, it's because of the parody. Listen, like let's hear, it, let's hear. That's it. how Go this ahead. NBA season Go is going to be so great because there's so many teams that have a real shot of winning. Let's hear your your um, well. Let's hear your other seven. So the Clippers, obviously, and then I also have the Lakers, the Rockets, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Bucks, and the 76ers. I think all eight of those teams have a legitimate chance to win the championship. I think they have a chance. I think the Clippers are the favorite. And I think I would put, like, the Lakers at number two, personally. But I think all those teams um, have a chance. Some of them maybe need to make, like, little adjustments. Like, the Rockets, I think, do need another piece. I think, like, the Jazz may need another piece. But they have a chance, a legitimate chance. What do you think about the Blazers? I think the Blazers lost a lot of their role players this past season. And I don't think they got enough back to replace that. So I actually have them as the seventh best team in the Western Conference. Interesting. Which is crazy. It is kind of crazy. so many good teams in the West that they're the seventh best team, in my opinion at least. Because I feel like the Blazers um, five years ago could have won 50 games. And like, yeah. easy. Yeah. I, and it's so, going to be a lot tougher this season. So you have the Blazers kind of looking in on being a contender at this point. Yeah. Uh, close, but not quite there. So what do you think about the Celtics? Celtics decline. I mean, you essentially just took Kyrie Irving off the team and Al Horford. And added Kemba Walker. And Al Horford's a big deal, don't get me wrong. But especially with their young talent kind of really becoming their peak, like uh, Jason Tatum, what do you think? Yeah, I think in the East it's a clear two-team race between the Bucks and the 76ers. And then that third team, I'd probably say is the Celtics, but you can really argue for the Pacers or the Nets as well. And I um, love the Pacers. Oh, Depot, oh my God. And uh, Brogdon now. Yeah. They have a team, Sabonis. Miles Turner, they have a good team. I, I love Oladipo, one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Like, seriously. Yes, big fan. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up our episode for today. But uh, before we go, we're going to give our quick prediction for the week. Uh, my quick prediction, I don't know if anyone, any of you guys have seen the video of Jeremy Lin uh, explaining about, it's very sad about how he thinks the NBA is kind of giving up on him and how it's really hard when you hit rock bottom. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give some hope to Jeremy Lin. I think he signs with the team soon. Oh, I like that prediction. Uh, I'm going to say that the Red Sox will complete the sweep of the Yankees tonight at Fenway Park. Did you get, I, and you got I your believe, prediction right. I believe my prediction was right. They won five games this past week, so I believe I was right. And hopefully I can be right again. We need to take back that ALE's crown from the Yankees. So this is uh, the start of that happening. Oh, enough with baseball. I'm already done with baseball talk after the last 10 seconds. Um, but that'll be it for today's episode. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We're closing in on 1,000 downloads, and there's now no reason not to listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, you name it, we're on it. All right? So very, very easy to uh, listen to your your favorite, your mom's favorite podcast. <laughs> That's the joke of the day, everyone. Um, but please follow us on Twitter, at uh, SmallBallerPod. Uh, follow me and Trevor also on Twitter. We like to interact with you guys. Please tweet at us. Um, shout out to shout out to Jaden. Well, I think yes. we, it, it's now time to give him a formal shout out on this podcast. I hope you're listening at this point. Uh, this this everyone go follow Jaden on Twitter. We've retweeted his stuff. We we appreciate him a lot. Thank you so much for your support. Um, but that being said, thanks again all of you for your support, and we'll uh, hope to see you guys next time. Go Falcons. <laughs>